President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Tittle with you, coast to coast, border to border, both sides of the Great Lakes. What's going on? Did I mention I'm Rick Tittle? I think I did. I'm here for the next three hours on the mic. Two turntables. I don't have that, but I do have a microphone. So come on in and get heard. And let's talk some sports. This is why I'm here. But I'm also Rona Barrett and John Tesh, as I do a lot of entertainment guests as well. Maybe even more than sports. I don't know. But uh, just showing how versatile I am. Come on in and get heard at the toll-free line. (laughs) (laughs) 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Get you in and get you heard wherever you might happen to be listening in this great land of ours or so-so foreign lands. That's right. We are worldwide. Sportsbyline.com, of course, the World Wide Web. You can go there and click Listen Live to hear the shows. Any emails you want to send, you can send those to rick at sportsbyline.com. Also, um, the American Forces Radio Network. Hello. Come on in. If you're in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, National Guard, Space Force, Delta Force, whatever force you're with, you're doing a great job. Stay safe come home soon. It is a Tuesday. We'll check in with Karen Lyle from salesporttalk.com. I don't know if she's still in England. Maybe she's back. We'll check it. Um, also, I have a couple of singers. I have Kayla Kristen, who is from Österreich, uh, which is also known as Austria. But she wears a cowboy hat. And then I have a real cowboy with Savannah Ray. Also, historian Tom Claven, great author, and a new book, Follow Me to Hell. Marvin Samuel will join us for his new film, I'm Mordecai, after a quick break. We'll have Brian Bannon, Brannon, I should say, of JFA, Jody Foster's Army. We'll also have uh, pro wagering. We got everything. Don't go away. Come on back. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. 
You have to fill the bucket. Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, you just toss the pad. Swiffer WetJet. The faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast-to-coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Great to start the show with filmmaker Marvin Samuel, and he's here to talk about his new film called I, Mordecai, based on a true story, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Family. And uh, Marvin, welcome to the show. The first thing I notice as a you know a kid from the 70s, Judd Hirsch, Carol Kane, Sean Astin, 
Uh, these are some uh, big names here. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Thank you, Rick, and thank you, everyone listening. Thank you, everyone, for your service to this amazing country. So, I would imagine Judd Hirsch's Mordecai. Take us through the plot a little bit, please. Sure. Judd Hirsch is stars. It's his first starring role ever, believe it or not. What? As my father, Mordecai. Yep. He's never starred in a feature film huh. ever. He's always a supporting role. Wow. And he, yep. And uh, Judd Hirsch plays my father, Mordecai Samuel, who's a Holocaust survivor veteran of uh, two wars from Israel, comes to this country, becomes a plumber and a handyman, and now in his 80s lives in a retirement community, fuddling around with his flip phone that finally dies on him. And his son Marvin takes him to get an iPhone. He gets handed the phone and he's like, well, that is this, that is a button. And that leads him on a journey where he starts taking private lessons from this young girl where they form an unlikely friendship, and we all learn together that you're never too old to find inspiration. So his son, Marvin, that's you. Is that, is he played, are you played by Sean Astin? I am portrayed by none other than the great Sean Astin, yes. And I directed Sean Astin portraying me. Now, what's that like? Where, weird, right? where, I mean, yeah, you, you hire a, a veteran actor like that, and he's going to make you his own. So there are, well, there are times when you're like, ah, I don't act like that, but you just got to let the actor act? Never, Rick, because here's the thing. Hmm. My real father was on set every day, <laughs> making my life hell. <laughs> Basically saying to me, ah, this is not how it happened, and, you know, you know, basically yelling to the set, Marvin, you know what, you know, I can't say it on the air, but, you know, some elaborate four-letter words, like he's screwing it all up. And I'm, you know, the director on, on a film set for the very first time directing my family through these incredible veteran actors. And Sean is watching me, and I'm exasperated, and he channeled that into his role. And he nailed it. He nailed a man who is juggling the sale of his company, his wife giving birth to twin daughters, his mother's Alzheimer's diagnosis, and his father constantly getting into trouble. Now, this is, uh, you know, they always, uh, I think it was Seinfeld said, uh, my parents moved to Florida, they didn't want to, but that's the law. Like, once you get to a certain age in New York. Is this sort of a Miami thing with New York roots? It is. It's a Miami, you know, the, the, uh, Miami is actually a character in the film. We shot everything on location. Hmm. Uh, we sh- actually shot in my parents' actual retirement community hmm. where all of their frenemies were extras in the film. <laughs> um, but I took a different approach. You know, this isn't a sitcom. And there were some really heavy, real deep topics covered. And... You know, unlike the great Jerry Seinfeld and his, you know, uh, his show, I wanted to be more realistic in the way retirees communicate with each other. It's almost like you reach a certain age and you're in camp again. You know, like it's like sleep, it's like sleepaway camp, so to speak. And everybody's in each other's business. 
and I wanted to portray that dynamic between my parents and their neighbors. Very interesting, too, because did you ever get to the point where you might have to tell your dad, like, don't come to the set, or can you stay over at craft services or something? Or did you really want him there? Like, Dad, let me know when I'm getting it wrong. You know, Rick, I'm just a character who's a glutton for punishment. And <laughs> I never, he was a pain in my you-know-what every day. But you know what? The, 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 the catchphrase of our film is, what doesn't kill you makes your family. And I could never imagine keeping my father away from set for even one minute. It's his life story. So, no, I didn't. He made my life a living hell at times. But he got to witness his son create something from nothing, just from ideas, with the help of over 100 people on set. And it's an experience that he witnessed that he'll never forget for the rest of his life. It's very cool. And when I was talking about Judd Hirsch, I mean, when I was in high school, you know, Taxi was on the air. But I remember he went from Taxi or maybe it was before or after, in between, whatever it was. But I know he did three plays on Broadway, and back to back to back, he won the Tony for Best Actor. I mean, it's pretty amazing, his uh, his prowess there. Yeah, um, he won two Tony Awards. Uh, one was for a film called Conversations with My Father, um, and uh, the second, I apologize, escapes. I'm not. I'm not Rappaport. I know. Maybe. Maybe he only won two. I'm not Rappaport. I'm not Rappaport. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, that was the other one. Right. I think it was Tally's Folly. I'm not Rappaport. Right. Yep. And uh, he won for Conversations with My Father. There you go. And uh, yeah, and then he was also nominated for two Academy Awards: Ordinary People. Uh, a Robert Redford directed film in 1980, mm-hmm. and he was just now nominated for uh, his role as Uncle Boris in the Steven Spielberg biopic, mm-hmm. The Fablemans. Yeah, ordinary people. And now he portrays, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say ordinary people. That one was rough. That was not a feel-good movie. No, no, and there are elements of that in I Mordecai. Mm-hmm. You know, not everything is fun and games in the film. Uh, there are, you know, some some serious topics that are covered. All right, last question for you: Since you have an actor playing yourself, how much did you kind of feel like? Well, I mean, I can do whatever I want here. I can make him really cool, really strong, a ladies' man. You know, as handsome as I want. I can get Brad Pitt. Or how much of you want it? Damn it! For you know, we're all people. We all have our flaws. I want him to be as exactly like me as I can make him. <laughs> you know, Rick. Good question. Um, I actually took an opposite approach. Somebody had to be the butt of the joke. Somebody had to be the antagonist in the film, and somebody had to be, you know, someone who maybe didn't make all the right choices, so to speak. And I couldn't do that with the character who, my, of my wife or my father or the legacy of my mother because I have to see them at the Thanksgiving table and every, you know, every Saturday for, for lunch. Mm-hmm. So I made myself, you know, the character, I guess, I don't want to call him irredeemable because that's not, he is very much redeemable, but 
there's certain aspects to his character that aren't myself, that I would never have chosen, made those choices. Um, but I needed somebody to be the, the foil to, to the main character, Mar- uh, Mordecai. The movie is called I, Mordecai, based on a true story, as you just heard from our guest, the writer and director of the film, Marvin Samuel. It's got a great cast. Judd Hirsch, Carol Kane, Sean Astin, Stephanie Block. Uh, this has already won the Miami Jewish Film Festival Audience Award, and it is coming video on demand on April 11th. Marvin, congratulations. This sounds like a dream come true to make a movie like this. Thanks for coming on. This is an honor, Rick. And again, thank you to all the servicemen out there and women out there. Thank you for your dedication to our great nation. All right, very well said. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on the other side with Kayla Kristen right here on Byline. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800 That's 800-293-0328. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. 
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. All right, uh, a little bit of the new hit single, Hey Boy, and this comes from our next guest. We're quite happy to have her. By the way, Rick Tittle with you, Coast to Coast and Around the World on American Forces Radio. On American Radio Forces, we're quite happy now to have Kayla Kristen with us. Uh, Kristen, uh, you're calling from your native Österreich. Is Gnau? Hi, yes, that's right. Hi, Rich. Thanks for having me on your show today. Woher kommst du in Österreich? Welche Stadt? Woher? Aus Tirol. From Tirol. I have. I have a familia in uh, Schaffhausen uh, und uh, nahe der Bodensee auch, yeah? Ah, really? Nice. <laughs> All right, no one knows what I'm talking about. Uh, tell me. <laughs> Tell me about how you got your start from Austria all the way to now the the U.S. How did it all kick off? Yeah, um, so I met my manager and my producer, Man Six, and they believed in me, and so we tried to think big, and we want to try it in the USA. So, so wearing. Yeah, wearing stars uh, and stripes and a cowboy hat. You look like you're a country girl there, like from Nashville. Yeah, I really like the country style. So my music is more pop, modern pop. Um, but yeah, you know, um, my passion uh, is country. Uh, yeah. Ah, entschuldigen Sie. <laughs> Out here in California, we had a uh, an Austrian who was our governor once. You might have known him, named Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, sure. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, were you sort of more, like, uh, if you think about uh, Austria, sort of more Western kind of German or more like Eastern kind of more like, you know, Hungarian, like, or maybe were you more central? Where, where, where were you more or just like straight up Vienna? Um, I'm in the west of Austria. Mm-hmm. So more German, yes. Like how far from Munich are you? Just a couple hours? From Munich? 
hours. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, so uh, you get a uh, the the hit "Hey Boy." The decision to sing in English—that's kind of what everybody has to do. You're going to sell way more records if you sing in English, won't you? Yeah, sure. Only English. <laughs> <laughs> because German is not so popular, popular. So, yeah. Uh, what do you? I feel more comfortable singing in English as a German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and you had to study English your whole life in school, right? So you're basically fluent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so what's the plan now? Are you going to be, uh, like, moving to Los Angeles? Are you going to move to Germany? Are you going to stay in, in uh, Austria? Do you have a plan right now? Um, not really. Yeah, I'll, I stay in Austria, but... In summer, we visit um, Las Vegas oh. for a music video for my second year. So that would be the first time I would be in the USA. So are you going straight to Las Vegas, or are you going like to New York or L.A. first? No, straight to Las Vegas uh, for 10 days. Yeah, and we will see if we have a little bit more time. Um, yeah. L.A. maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. <laughs> for one day, it would be great, but we would see. Yeah, if you go to Las Vegas, and, and, and if that's your only impression of America, um, <clears throat> you, want, you might want to get around just a little bit. Maybe go to, maybe come up here to San Francisco, or, you know, like I said, New York, or I think maybe if you go to, like, Nashville or Dallas, you'll fit right in. Yeah. Maybe the second time I will visit Nashville. Right. That would be great. So did you, when you were growing up, did you ever think about getting in uh, the Euro song competition? Um, yes, I tried it once. Mm. Um, yes, it was the voice of Germany. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, not that. Not that. Right. Um, yeah. When I was in high school, there was a guy um, named Johann Hutzel, but we knew him as Falco, alles klar, der Kommissar. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Were there any native Austrians that were people that you looked up to that were singers? Austrians? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Falco, it's a unique, <laughs> a unique singer, so, but, yeah. Now, there are the a lot Americans of... are more my, my singers, mm-hmm. I look up to. Do you remember Christina Stürmer, who was on Star Mania? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's from Österreich, auch. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> what would Can you be German? Ah, uh, ein bisschen nur, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should do, well, whatever. I I could talk more in it, but I I always make everybody mad. <clears throat> um because I feel like I'm showing off and I kind of am. But uh for for okay. you for you now uh Kayla, I think a lot of people just assume that Europeans love techno. 
Do I'll ask you, do you love techno? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, um, I'm trying to think. It was um, a singer named Madita. You know her? She's Austrian and I think Bosnian. She's like a folk singer there, kind of a R&B singer. Do you know Madita? No, never heard. Okay. All right, so how... So tell us now, Kayla Kristen, how do we find out more about you? How do we learn about getting to hear the song, Oh Boy? Or Hey Boy, sorry. Um, I'm on YouTube, uh, 45. Says, I have my own uh, homepage, website, <laughs> where you can find all information about me. And yeah. Instagram, did I say Instagram? Yeah, of course, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, um, thank you for calling in from uh, Austria, the, the song, and we'll hear a little bit more when we uh, close out the segment. Uh, it's called uh, Hey Boy. But um, Kayla, Kristen, and it is K-A-Y-L-A, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N, the pride of uh, Austria. Kayla, thanks for uh, calling in, and um, congratulations on your success so far. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Feeling donk, yeah. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jim. Yes, Zane. Um, so, uh, Austria is a beautiful country, by the way. <clears throat> and uh, I remember um, talking to uh, people in Germany, and I said, I don't know the difference between an Austrian and a German accent, which they were flabbergasted by. But then again, they said Americans and Canadians talk exactly the same. And I said, no, we don't, because we would say the whole organization. No, we would say the whole organization is have a, <laughs> instead of organization, have your boat dead for sure. I always do that. Okay. <clears throat> but it is a, uh, it's an interesting country if you think about the Mongol hordes. Should I get into the Mongol hordes that invaded Austria? Probably not. But um, if you think about how can we make this young lady a hit in America? I mean, Kayla Kristen is a total country name to me. Put her in Stars and Stripes, put her in a cowboy hat, and uh, you're halfway there, right? And then you're, uh, and then you're done. <clears throat> but yeah, the whole techno thing, uh, it was kind of refreshing to hear her say, I-, I don't know how old she is. She looks like she's about 19 or 20. But it was kind of refreshing to hear her say that uh, that's not really... Uh, a thing and uh it is it's sort of like i've my whole life when i meet somebody from england i ask them what their soccer team is and they go i don't like football it's quite stupid isn't it and i'm like what but i guess it's true too it'd be like meeting some from america and saying what's your favorite football team one time in uh, amsterdam there are these <clears throat> british guys that seemed fascinated by me and they go american di- do you play baseball? I'm like, not anymore. And they went, uh, you're American. Would you like a hot dog? I'm like, I think I'm good. And then the other thing, they, they always say cuddle. May, mommy, daddy, may I have a cuddle? And they go, in America, it's, oh, I want a hug. I want a hug. And you're just jealous. All right, a little bit more of a hey boy, and we'll come back with Karen Lyle. We'll get out on the waves. Walk away was nice to talk. Hey, 
Karen Lyle with a Salesport Talk Spotlight on the world of professional racing. And it has been exactly one year since the announcement that Barcelona had secured the venue rights as the host city for the 37th America's Cup. Following the signing of the agreement, work has been ongoing transforming the Port Vale and Port Olympic areas ready to host the competing teams who are setting up bases and will be on site starting this summer. Around the Port Vale, building work is now apace as the construction of the team's bases takes shape. For the teams themselves, winter training has been an intense period with new boats launched, new design ideas coming to fruition, and sailing techniques honed through long hours on the water. The defender of the America's Cup was the first to receive and launch the exciting new AC-40 yachts in Auckland for the Youth and Women's America's Cup. This will be a very strict one-design format that will reward the talent of the next generation of sailors in the world. Let's listen to what two of these new sailors have to say about these boats. The humming you hear in the background is the sound of these boats foiling at high speeds on the water. Nothing like I've ever sailed. They're, they're foil fast, and the, the foils are yeah, super, super cool to learn about and get a hang of. So, just looking forward to keep learning and keep asking questions from the guys and uh, having a bit of fun. SailGP will be returning to the San Francisco Bay for the final championship race of its third season. I asked Ben Ainsley in San Francisco last year about the currents in the San Francisco Bay and their impact on his racing. Let's listen to his answer. The currents here are stronger, I think, than any pretty much any of the other venues that we go to and it's quite critical in terms of what it the effect it has on the wind across the course and so that's an interesting element to the racing here but it, it's always surprising here quite what an impact it has on the wind as the current changes it changes inshore first and it really does impact the breeze especially along this uh, city shoreline. CLGP San Francisco will be held on the 6th and 7th of May in San Francisco for the third season championship race. Going into this race, the leaderboard is Australia and Tom Slingsby, number one, New Zealand and Peter Burling, number two, France and Quinton de la Pierre, number three, Emirates Great Britain and Ben Ainsley, number four, Denmark and Nikolai Sehested, number five, Canada and Phil Robertson, number six, United States and Jimmy Spithill, number seven, Switzerland, number eight, and Spain, number nine. But as we have seen in the previous CLGP races this season, anything can happen on the water. So the last race is yet to be won. This is Karen Lyle with Salesport Talk Spotlight. All right, thank you for that. And uh, it is 9.40 on a Tuesday out here in San Francisco. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated and around the world on American Forces Network. 9.40 on Tuesdays as we check in, and I co-host this segment with Karen Lyle from SalesportsTalk.com. Karen, how are you? Where are you located today? Well, I am back in the San Francisco Bay Area, but I have with me, on, um, uh, I have with me a guest uh, who is in Plymouth in England, at the Royal Western Yacht Club, and that's Commodore Chris Arscott. So he is on the phone with me because that's how we're connected. Thank you, uh, Commodore Oscar. Uh, thank you for joining us. I have to ask, do you ever get down to any uh, Plymouth-Argyle matches? 
Uh, yeah, but they lost it Wembley the weekend, so it's a bit of a sore subject, I'm afraid. Mm, sorry that. Um, so Commodore, it's an interesting uh, title. The Royal Western Yacht Club, this goes back to Victorian times, does it not? Can you give us a little history, please? Yeah, the Royal Western was set up in 1827, so uh, it's probably, I think it's one of the, certainly one of the oldest yacht clubs in the world. Um, and it's got a lot of uh, rich history and heritage that goes with that. Chris, tell us a little bit about um, one of your your prominent races for ocean racing and, and how that started. Yeah, in 1960, Blondie Hassler um, came up with this idea of running a single-handed race from uh, England to America. Um, most people thought he was uh, absolutely stark raving mad, and he went around to a lot of lot of yacht clubs to try to get them to take it on board, and no one would, um, except the Royal Western Yacht Club, um, and hence the what was originally referred to as the O-Star, the Observer Single-Handed Transatlantic Race, uh, was, was run. Um, that was the race between, well, there's only five competitors, um, Blondie Hassler and Francis Chichester, and so that was in 1960, of which, uh, surprisingly enough, Francis Chichester won because um, he had the biggest boat. And the first race went from Plymouth, England, to the Ambrose Light just off of New York. And that's been run every four years since then, um, which now goes into Newport, Rhode Island in the States. And we've been doing that say, every four years since 1964. So we've been there a long time now. Did you grow up on the South Coast? Are you a um, a native of that area? Yeah, I uh, I started dinghy racing at, at school and raced cadet dinghies at, uh, at national international level. Um, then went on from there to to race yachts, and we had some success with that. We raced a we raced the J80. We won the French national championships in in that at a place called Morgat in uh, in Brittany. Um, we went on from there to Campone and Archibald A35 um, to do the Commodores Cup, and we got selected to do that in, I think it was 2010. Um, and I went on to actually be one of only two selectors um, to select the British Commodore Cup teams in 2012. So so we had a, had a bit of success along the way. Congratulations on, on your um, sailing career and also your second time as Commodore, and that's a historic moment for your club because there's never been a Commodore that's been there twice. And um, having been a Commodore but not of a club as illustrious as yours, I know that it's a lot of work. Um, tell me a little bit about what this this race looks like um, on the water because it got so big that there was another race that came out of it. Tell, you know, just for the, because this is a this is not a visual medium. Describe a little bit how many boats are on the water in this race from um, Plymouth to to New York and what you know what's what's happening with that. Yeah, I mean the the the, the race grew and grew till the sort of late 70s, early 80s, it was about a 100-boat race. Um, but it became very much two races in one. One, one part of the race was the top-end the, the top end professionals, and on the other end were the amateurs. Um, and in 2000, the club made the decision to split the, split the race. So the Transat, which is the professional element of it, we 
we um, pass that on to an, to uh, a French club, and they run it now as the Transat, and we continue to run the the Corinthian, the amateur, which is now the O Star, and uh, we're running the next edition of that in next year, twenty twenty four. Did you grow up going to Home Park, the the Theater of Greens? Because in the uh, early 90s, I got to know Paul Mariner when he was out here with the San Francisco Blackhawks, and he was coaching a little bit. And uh, I know he started at Plymouth Argyle before he went became a tractor boy up there at Ipswich Town, a couple other clubs. He had, I think he had like 40 caps, too, uh, for the three Lions. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, but, uh, and, and yeah, he, no, that's... he came back as, a, as the gaffer, too, right? Yeah, no, that's that's right. Timothy Argyle actually are doing incredibly well in the league at the moment. I think they're first or second in the the league at the moment, so they're hoping to to get promotion next year. Um, they're in the Papa John's Cup final in Wembley, yeah. as I said last weekend. And unfortunately, they went down four nil, and uh, that was a bit bit of a bit of a disappointment. We had forty thousand people from Plymouth went there to watch the match. Yeah, the Trotters. Yeah, they're right. They're right there with uh, Sheffield Wednesday there in uh, League One. So yeah, fingers crossed for promotion to the championship. Yeah, that's certainly what they're hoping. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Chris, what what did you go to the Sale GP race when it was in Plymouth? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, Plymouth is a magnificent place for for that type of. Up that type of racing um, because Plymouth has got raised elevated land on three sides around Plymouth Sound, so it, it makes it makes it a, a an incredibly good place, probably one of the best places in the world to watch that that type of racing. So it was hugely successful. Was there an association between your yacht club and the race, or was it just completely independent? Um, it was completely independent. Um, they, they did it through Plymouth City Council and the, the yacht clubs lent a hand with ribs and support boats and that sort of thing. But pretty much done is completely independent, unfortunately. Do you have any sort of friendly or not-so-friendly rivalries with other yacht clubs? Uh, yeah, there's always going to be a bit of friendly rivalry between clubs. Um We've worked very closely with the Royal Ocean Racing Club over the years. Um, that's gone quite well. We started, we did the first edition in the Royal Western in 1925, and the Royal Ocean Racing Club actually formed within the committee room of the Royal Western after the first Fastnet race. And we've pretty much run, run the finishing arrangements with the Royal Ocean Racing Club ever since then. Although we did slightly diverge because, as you appreciate, the last edition they decided rather than finishing in Plymouth, finished going to finish in Cherbourg, um, which was a great disappointment. And we're now running our own version of the Fastnet race, the Lonely Rock race, which we run from the Solent, from the Royal Victoria Yacht Club at, at Ride, um, around the Fastnet Rock and finishing back in Plymouth. So we're we're kind of running our own edition of it now because we believe that that the history of the race is actually in the race course itself and not necessarily in the finish. So, uh, so we're running our own edition and we're hoping to build that up. I think we had about, about 12 boats last time we ran it. We'll run it again next year. So we're hoping that will, that will um, 
increase, increase, again, mainly with a small sort of the Corinthian amateur, amateur yachtsman. Well, and I have to ask, so your race, the one that, the route that you ran before the Fastnet changed to what it is today, is the true route. Now, why is that? What is it? Is it the, is it the tides and currents? Is it the the direction of the wind? Is it is it the fact that it's a tradition? What what are the reasons why you really adhere to that tradition? Um, because that was the original race course. All the uh, course records and everything hinge around that. Um, we think it should stay in the the place of its origin, coming back to finish at Plymouth. Because of course we we would do. Um, the problem is extending the finish to Cherbourg puts an extra 90 miles on the race, um, which obviously puts an extra two or three days on the race for the smaller boats. Um, and of course, it crosses some of the busiest shipping lanes in the world, which are which are a problem as well. What are some of the responsibilities you have as Commodore? Um, probably the biggest one is, is uh, the the finances of the club to make sure the club continues to trade profitably um, and develop what we're doing at the moment. We're, we're actually developing sailing. We've extended. We, because we've always been known for shorthanded, uh, shorthanded yacht racing, we've extended our portfolio on that. We're running a race from Plymouth around Iceland and back to Plymouth this year. Hmm. Um, we're doing... Uh, a slightly different version of the Fastnet on every every second year. So this year we're running um, what we call the the Fastnet 500, which will start from Plymouth, go around the Fastnet Rock, and back to Plymouth, which is 500 miles. Um, so we've got quite a quite a busy program. We we've been running the round Britain and Ireland two-handed race since 1966, and we've been running that every four years since then. Um, we slightly altered that this year. We Originally, had four stopover ports. Um, it's, it's kind of unique in as much as we had four stopover ports um, with a 48-hour mandatory stopover at each of those ports. So it kind of makes it a competitive race, but but gives it a social element with it. Um, we've now changed that to three stopovers because uh, the race has been probably it takes about four weeks. So most people, uh, with all the pressures of uh, domestic life. Uh, don't want to spend so much time doing a race, so we've knocked it down to three stopovers, which reduces it for about a by about a week. So that continues to be quite successful as well. Karen, so, we have time for have one, to do, one more for question, sure. Karen. Oh yes. So, how many countries are represented in the competitors that come into your races? Uh, just as I know, I'm throwing this question at you, just as an overall guess. Oh, generally. Anywhere up to about a, a dozen, we have people from all over the world, Americans, um, Canadians, Australians, um, French, of course. Um, we have a strong Polish contingent that take part in our races. Um, so so a huge spectrum of, you know, they truly are international events still. I think the difference is we're one of the only, the only clubs that run these big high-profile events um, with amateur unpaid staff, um, big organizations like the Royal Ocean Racing Club tend to do that all with paid staff, whereas we tend to do it with a small band of very dedicated volunteers. 
There he is, Commodore Chris R. Scott of the Royal Western Yacht Club down there in Devon in Plymouth, alongside Karen Lyle from SailsportTalk.com. Thank you both for coming on. Very interesting. Well, Rick, it is always a pleasure to co-host with you, and thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Um, we're looking forward to the next time we talk and featuring some of the races that your, that your club sponsors. Oh, it's my pleasure, and I'd love to join you again. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay, good stuff. We'll go to a break. And, of course, someone from England, what did I just say? I had to make it about soccer, as always. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738. 
That's 800-278-1738. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, we got more guests, and uh, we need to talk about the national championship, even though it was a snoozer. <clears throat> saw a headline today that the Mavericks are considering shutting down Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving for the rest of the season as things are going south for their playoff hopes. We already heard that the Trailblazers are shutting down Damian Lillard. And I just got to say, normally these things don't bother me, but that's some BS bull crap. And it's like, well, we'll just save them for next year. So what you're saying is you, you really shouldn't even feel the game and buy tickets and sell popcorn or whatever else you're going to do, right? I mean, why, why would you at that point? You're just saying these games don't matter. <clears throat> why would you even go? If they don't matter, it's just an. Ex- if you're not going to make the playoffs, then it's just an exhibition. Is that <laughs> is that what it is? You're just going to say, "Oh, we're not going to make the playoffs, so who cares?" And look, I understand that you know you think, well, four or five games, what does it matter? Well, then don't have the games, or you know what? How about this? Have the games, but make the tickets free. There we go. I'm I'm satisfied with that, and it's all about me being satisfied. But that's just bull crap to say. Well, we'll just rest them. Okay, if you if you're saying these games literally don't matter, and you take your best players, that the only players that people want to see, then make the tickets free. Then I will accept it. Otherwise, this is just ridiculous. All right, we got two more hours, more ridiculousness coming up right here on Sports Byline. News. I'm Richard Johnson. We're about two hours away from former President Donald Trump appearing in a Manhattan courtroom to hear what could be nearly three dozen felony charges against him. For hours, both supporters and haters of Trump have been making their feelings known right outside the building. I came down here to defend Trump and let everybody know that Trump is not a racist. We should stand up for Trump finally being held accountable. I've watched this man hurt a lot of women and completely attack our democracy. They're just going after him because he said he was going to run for president. It's solely to sabotage his campaign. Leading the protests for a very short time, Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
Her appearance at a park next to the courthouse lasted for fewer than 10 minutes. Trump's court appearance is scheduled for 2.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Russia is promising to beef up its defenses now that its neighbor Finland has become the 31st member of NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Keeping neighbors from joining NATO was among the reasons Vladimir Putin launched Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Come July, Florida will become the 26th state to have a constitutional carry law, allowing you to carry a gun almost anywhere. Miami Police Chief Manny Morales says, remember that word, almost. There's a lot of places you cannot take it, you know, a bank, government building, uh, the police station, schools. Two big runoff elections around the USA today. Voters in Chicago will choose a new mayor among two men who eliminated the incumbent in the primary. And in Wisconsin, they're voting for a Supreme Court position that will keep the court conservative or possibly tip it to the left. For the first time in nearly two years, the number of available jobs in the USA has fallen below 10 million. The Labor Department's new report shows to some experts that the Federal Reserve's campaign to slow the labor market is having an effect. This is USA News. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. Luckily, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to start the year right and keep that warm and cozy feeling going all winter long. Right now is the perfect time to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $30 off your order. Save on perfectly portioned favorites, easy meals, and so much more with Omaha Steaks Freezer Filler Sale. That's $30 off and Endless variety of gourmet choices from incredible steaks, premium chicken, delicious pork to seafood. There's something for everyone, and every bite is backed by their 100% money-back guarantee. Visit OmahaSteaks.com today. Enter TREAT at checkout to get $30 off your order. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. It's runoff day in Chicago to determine the city's new mayor. Paul Vallis, former CEO of the Chicago school system, is running for mayor against Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, a former teacher with the backing of the local teachers union. Johnson spoke yesterday while gathering last-minute voters. You can feel the energy all over the city. I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm encouraging everyone to get out and vote this race. Vallis has campaigned on fighting crime, while Johnson has made education the focus of his campaign. The candidates are essentially neck and neck as they vie to replace Mayor Lori Lightfoot, the first incumbent mayor to lose re-election in 40 years. I'm Skip Kelly. It's a give-and-take situation in California after a winter of record snowfall. This year's statewide snowpack will probably most likely be either the first or second biggest snowpack on record. That is Sean DeGuzman, who manages the Golden State Snow Surveys and Water Supply Forecasting Unit. He says the monstrous snow measurement's good news for drought relief and for the state's drinking water supply. But reservoir managers and emergency response agencies all over California are bracing for widespread flooding as the spring snowmelt looms. Another case of swatting has police and school officials near Santa Barbara, California busy. Someone called in a false report of an active shooter at a high school yesterday, prompting a lockdown and search of every room. Police promise to file charges if they catch whoever's responsible. I'm Rich Johnson, USA News. 
If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total rates. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, thank you for that. Savannah Ray, Tom Clavin, this segment. That's a singer and an author. We do have an open segment. Do the Patriots believe in Mac Jones? It depends on who you ask. The team did not pursue Lamar Jackson because they're letting Jones be the starting quarterback again. And they keep bolstering the supporting cast. But on the other hand, Bill Belichick said Jones is not guaranteed to be the starter, and now there are reports that he is deeply PO'd at Mac Jones. Well, Chris Sims said a few months ago that there was tension between them. But what it was, was apparently things got personal for Belichick when Jones sought offensive advice outside the Patriots. And... uh, Tom Curran reports that the yelling and gesticulations during games was irritating enough, but going outside the building for counsel, that really pissed Bill off. Disloyalty in Bill's mind is almost worse than bad play. Well, apparently, he spoke with Steve Sarkeesian about how to drink. I shouldn't say that. Too late. But it was his former OC at Alabama. Curran said Bill's still pissed about it. How well they're going to be able to bury the hatchet on Mac's perceived and presumed disloyalty. And does Bill O'Brien, the new OC there, rectify that? Or is Bill still itching to teach the kid a lesson? I don't think it's that big. Right? I don't know. But if you think about these assistants that keep coming out of there, Cronell, O'Brien, Weiss, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, it's all about Bilicek. All right. 
It's all about Belichick. That that's that's what it is. Not his assistance. At his assistance. <laughs> but anyway, it's a good headline. Belichick's mad at Mac Jones. If you asked him, he'd probably be like, I'm fine. Hey, Bill Belichick, you won the lottery. Okay. Hey, Bill, your house is burning down. Okay. That's basically Bill Belichick. The greatest coach of all time. Well, most Super Bowls, I'll give him that. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. I'm Rick Tittle. we got two more hours. Come on back. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Attention small business owners. The IRS has just released a notice that businesses eligible to file for the employee retention credit should not file with companies charging a percentage of their ERC refund. These companies have been shown to overqualify businesses, leaving the business owner open to audits and tax penalties. ERTCfiling.com helps small business owners file their employee retention credit forms accurately and at a cost that is a fraction of their competitors. And most importantly, ERTCfiling.com charges a flat fee, not a percentage of what you get back. So there's never a worry about overqualification. Businesses that were open in 2020 and 2021 and subject to any COVID government mandate, such as a capacity limitation, social distancing, supply chain issues, and increased vendor costs, will qualify. You do not need to have a reduction in revenue to qualify for this program. Stop any work you're doing with your current employee retention credit provider and call 833-GET-ERTC or go to ERTCfiling.com to schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. He turned 19 a month ago. It was his dream. She knew he'd go when he was older. Older. He said goodbye on June 16th. 
All right, there are the dulcet tones of singer Savannah Ray, her new song, Little Soldier. And it's great to welcome the country artists with us today. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And speaking of American Forces, Savannah, welcome to the show. This is kind of an homage to a military family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's um, it's a really special song, and I'm just so happy that it finally got to, you know, get out into the world. Now, I know you're from San Antonio, where, of course, there's no basement at the Alamo. But, (laughs) (laughs) got to throw that in. I have actually two cousins that are from California that moved to San Antonio. What is it about that area, the old river walk? Why is it so uh, lovely down there? I mean, there's so much just different culture down there in San Antonio. Um, It was great to be able to grow up there. And then, of course, you know, there's a huge military tie-in. We call it Military City, you know. It's um, it's probably one of my favorite places in the world. I don't live there anymore. I live in Tennessee now, but I miss it every single day. Now, what's it like when you're going from the Lone Star State to the Volunteer State? Like, for most people in the North, they'd be like, ah, it's just the South, but they're two very different places, aren't they? They are, but honestly, they're very reminiscent of each other that it was not hard for me to acclimate at all. I mean, they're they're so similar. It's a little bit more green in Tennessee and a little bit more allergies. I'm sneezing all the time, but <laughs> it's, it's a blast, you know. And then, of course, being um, kind of in the Nashville area, there's just so much country music um, over here. So it's awesome. So how much of it, when you think, like, I got to get to the Grand old Opry, like, what were some of the, like, uh, goals you had as a young singer? Yeah, I mean, I have a ton of goals. You know, like you said, the Opry, I would love to play the Ryman. Um, and then I'd lo- also love to play places back in Texas, you know, that are kind of popular down there, like Floors, you got Green Hall, um, you know, the Houston Rodeo, San Antonio Rodeo. I've played the rodeos before, but, you know, I mean, like, the main stages, the big ones and everything, the... You know, they rotate and everything. They're they're really fun. And then um, another one of my favorites that I would love to play is the Red Rocks in Colorado. Right. And just listening to that song, you have a very unique uh, tone. It's it's very nice. There's, like, no twang to it. Uh, and I can't really think of you, you sounding like anyone. Is that what you get, that you're very unique sounding? Yeah, um, which I take it as a compliment. Um, it's very... <laughs> I still also can't really see, like, who I sound like. I've gotten everybody from, like, Jewel to sometimes, if I'm singing with, like, a little bit more of a twang, I often get, like, Ariba, Miranda Lambert kind of mixed match between the two, sometimes Casey Musgraves. But, um, yeah, it's been a bit difficult for me to pin down, hmm, who do I sound like? And other people can't really seem to do it either. So, I mean, but I take it as a compliment. <laughs> So if you're going to sing Geraldine, Geraldine, why you got to be so mean, would you try to sound like her or you do it your own way? I mean, I think that song naturally calls for a little bit more twang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I sing it, you know, I sing how I sing. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, if you think about uh, it's, you know, it's it's hard to have the talent. And, uh, and of course, uh, you've, you've got a great look, too, which definitely helps as well. Um, how do you make sure, though, on the way up that people have your best interest? Because once they find someone who's got real talent and who has a, you know, an attractive look, people are going to try and glom on. So how do you make sure you're getting the right representation? Right. Um, I mean, that's honestly been kind of one of the biggest struggles of my music journey um, because I started this when I was 12 years old. So it's been almost 
I guess, 12 years now um, of doing music and stuff. And I think when you're, you know, that young, that impressionable, um, you know, you're always taught to listen to your elders, listen to the people who, you know, know more than you that have been in the industry for longer. Um, you know, you kind of get that into that mindset. And so you just kind of go along with, you know, what different managers, what different, you know, people are saying, oh, you should do this. You should sound like this. You should make your music like this. Um, and while, you know, all that's fine and dandy, I just loved music. I didn't particularly care, you know, back in the day what I did. I just wanted to do music. You know, there comes a time when you're like, okay, who am I as an artist? What do I want to say? Who do I want to be? And so then you really kind of have to start seeing who has your best interests at heart. And uh, it's been a long journey, but I think that i got a really great team around me now. Uh, I've actually bought some stuff at Boot Barn. You got a little uh, deal with Country Outfitter? Yeah, I work with um, Boot Barn all the time. I work with Country Outfitter, Miranda Lambert's Idlewind. Um, a bunch of different companies. We got Seaforce Water by Chuck Norris. Like, <laughs> we got a whole bunch of different ones over there. I'm, you know, I, I have a bunch of different, you know, music companies as well. Elixir Strings, Gator Cases. So I work with some absolutely awesome companies, and I'm really blessed and thankful that they, you know, trust me to represent their products because I believe in it 110. percent So I work with some really, really awesome ones out there for sure. Help me out with this one. What's Pickle Jar? Oh, yeah, Pickle Jar. Pickle Jar is another one of those. Um, so Pickle Jar is basically an app where you can, number one, see, like, tour dates of your favorite artists and up-and-coming artists. It's, it's mostly for, like, I would say it caters a lot to independent artists because there's the ability to, um, whether you're in person at the show or, you know, just you get a notification, oh, this person is having a show tonight. Um, you have the ability to kind of tip or donate to that artist and, I know a lot of different companies will keep like a percentage of that, um, but Pickle Jar keeps nothing and gives it all to the artist. So it's very artist-based and artist-centric, and I think they're coming out with new fun stuff like live streaming and different kinds of virtual concerts and stuff. So it's a really, really awesome app. You have uh, played with so many huge names. What were some of the people that kind of took you under their wing, and, and were there any that kind of like, you know, gave you the cold shoulder? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's been probably more um, that have given me the cold shoulder, um, wow. which as a uh, up-and-coming artist is kind of disheartening, um, you know, because you, you see these people, you listen to their records, you're like, wow, this person's awesome, I love this person, you know, I, I love their music. And then, um, you know, you, you try to reach out to them, um, you know, like, hey, I would love it if I could open up for you. I would love if, you know, maybe we can write together, if I could even just, like, meet you for a little bit, you know, just something. And, um, you know, you you get left on scene, left on deliver, <laughs> left on read. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's, that's fine. You know, it's, it, it is what it is. And then sometimes, you know, you meet people in person. I, I know there's that saying, like, never meet your idol. Thankfully, I haven't had, like, too many of those bad experiences. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, you, you meet someone and you're like, oh, they aren't as, you know, nice in person. That's unfortunate. Maybe they were just having a bad day. And then you meet them again. You're like, I don't think it's a bad day anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so just one but, more uh, question for you. Day. Yeah, starting off, I like the honesty. Starting off at 12 <laughs> years old, how are you, I guess with good guidance and parents, what have you, but, you know, to make sure that you had a normal childhood and that you weren't some, like, you know, Disney kid that would go off the rails later. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I have to give everything to my parents. They, um, 
they have been so supportive of this journey and, but they've been there every step of the way to kind of guide me and help me. You know, they've been on this journey as much as I have because a lot of people start off in the music industry, you know, knowing somebody like, Oh, my dad played guitar in this band. Like, Oh, my uncle manages this person or something. I didn't have any of that. We kind of, we just loved music. You know, we started going to concerts and we're like, Oh, this could be something cool. You know? And I was like, let's, let's do music. Let's see if I can make something happen. And so we kind of just started from scratch. So they have been along through every step of the way. And honestly, I would not be where I am today without them. Like 110% would not be here or have any sort of kind of, you know, success that I've had. Um, even being, you know, smaller independent artist and whatnot, I would not be here without them for sure. That's well said. Well, you know, like I was saying, anybody can be cute, but to have that real talent, that unique voice as well, this is why you're up and coming. And uh, Savannah Ray, we'll hear a little bit more of Little Soldier on the way out. Thank you for your success, and let's uh, let's talk again if you don't get too big. <laughs> I would love to. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me on. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491.
If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. That really hurts my feelings, I have to say. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-75. Do not. <clears throat> let's get in and let's get heard wherever you might happen to be listening in this great land of ours. Coming up in the next segment, author Tom Clavin will join us. He has a new book called Follow Me to Hell. <laughs> A little Toccata and Fugue, right? When you think about it. It's a great title, though. You judge a book by its cover or by its uh, title as well. All right. Um, The Basketball Hall of Fame. (laughs) Excuse me. Have you ever been there? I have not been there. It's in Cambridge, Mass., right? Um, but we um, will. F- we now know who's going to be in the class of 23. Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade with Paul Gasol, Tony Parker, and Greg Popovich. And it's, uh, I've told this before, but I remember when Dirk Nowitzki declared to go to Cal, Mark Madsen Revolution, and then he changed his mind and put his name in the draft. And I was like, what? But yes, uh, Dirk Nowitzki is a slam dunk Um Dwayne Wade is a slam dunk. Those two together, championships, 27 All-Star games together. Tony Parker, the best player from France ever. Until when by Yama. And uh, Pa Gasol, um, I wouldn't automatically think he was a Hall of Famer, but I'm not mad about it. Becky Hammond and uh, Greg Popovich uh, as well. And Dwayne Wade said, this is basketball heaven. And like I said, when you think about Dwayne Wade, 13-time All-Star, three-time champion, um, 2006 NBA Finals MVP uh, as well. Uh, also getting the Hall's call will be Jimmy V. And um, the 1976 U.S. Women's Olympic team, former Purdue coach Gene Cady, who always had that great comb-over. 
And he had like this giant square head, so the comb over was majestic. Texas A&M women's coach Gary Blair um, and um, longtime Division Three Amherst coach David Hickson and Gene Bess. Gene Bess coached at Three Rivers Community College in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. And Gene Bess there won 1,300 games at that JC. Uh, Jerry Colangelo, who I think he runs the Olympic team as well, but he's the Hall of Fame um, uh, chairman. And he told the new members um, this week, gave him a call, and um, it's like there was a Friday dinner and then Saturday you take your bows. Colangelo said, this class not only represents all levels of basketball, it represents truly in every regard what the game is all about and where it is. I mean, think about the candidates. There's the countries that are represented, Germany and Spain and France. It shows how far the game has come and where it is today. I think maybe it's the most unique class, I'd say, of all time and that it covers a lot of territory. It stands by itself as its uniqueness. But like I said, if you just put together Nowitzki, Parker, Wade, and Gasol, you have over 95,000 points. <laughs> wow. 39 All-Star Games, 10 championships. And Hammond was a six-time WNBA All-Star uh, as well. Uh, helped out, of course, very famously in the NBA with Popovich at San Antonio and is now head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, which won the WNBA <clears throat> for Mark Davis. Uh, Popovich, well, <coughs> all he has done is won five titles more games than anyone else in league history, and an Olympic medal uh, as well. And um, Steve Kerr, who played for Pop and coached under him at the Olympics, said, he's amazing. The Hall of Fame was just a formality. Everybody knew he would be there. It was just a matter of when. And I know a lot of conservatives, ultra-conservatives, turned on him because Greg Popovich was very... He is very, very, very much outspoken against Trump. But the thing to remember is that Greg Popovich is an Air Force Academy grad, uh, a great American who served our armed forces, and um, you're allowed to have dissenting opinions one way or another. I just My story on Greg Popovich was after work one day, I dropped by the W um, bar, and he was sitting there in a gray T-shirt. And this was before he started winning tons of titles at San Antonio. He had taken the job and you could see he was building something. I think they had just gotten Tim Duncan. <coughs> and I said, Hey coach. He's like, what are you doing? And I said, Hey, I said, uh, I always wish you had gotten the warrior job because he was the assistant under Don Nelson. And he said, Oh, thanks. I went, all right. And he goes, where are you going? I got nobody to talk to. <laughs> So I had a beer with him. I would just, he didn't know I was a sports guy. I was just a guy off the street that knew who he was. And he was like, yeah, he goes, I love living out here. I lived in Lafayette and thought it was a great town. Just drive to the Coliseum. And anyway, he was wearing a gray t-shirt and he was just sitting at the bar and I had a beer with him and he just, you know, like you would imagine just a completely, um, a completely approachable guy, but it's too funny. He was like, I got no one to talk to. <laughs> 
So the longstanding belief was that Popovich wanted certain people in the Hall of Fame before he would even allow himself to be under consideration, almost like, in a more dramatic sense, John McCain was going to be released from Vietnam, and, and he said not until all my men are out and stayed years longer under torture. But Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili went in first, and Popovich was lobbying hard for Rudy T to get in. Uh, Rudy T had his cheekbones smashed by Kermit Washington, also won two championships with Houston, too. But Parker going in with Popovich seems fitting, and Popovich has always raved about Hammond's ability, too. And he said, in all honesty, I always felt the Hall of Fame is like for Red Holtzman, Red Auerbach, and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. I've never felt like I really belonged, to be honest with you. I'm not trying to be Mr. Humble or anything. I'm a Division Three guy. I'm not a Hall of Fame guy. So, But for Gasol, I mean, he had a couple of championships with the Lakers. He was very close with Kobe, and it's uh, good for him to get in. Um, Nowitzki... Best German player ever by far, but he changed the game because he was a big man with guard skills and a a small forwards jumper. Spent all 21 years on Dallas. Sixth all-time in scoring, right? Uh, Parker got his four rings with Pop in San Antonio. Wade got three in Miami. And in the arena where the Heat play, they've retired the numbers of five players. Tim Hardaway, yes. Shaq. Alonzo Mourning, Bosch, and now Dwayne Wade. And now all five of them are linked by being in the Hall of Fame. But um, Wade, first ballot, Parker, first ballot, Nowitzki, first ballot, Gasol, first ballot, and Popovich, first ballot. Pat Riley said, quote, to me, it's a no-brainer that all of these guys are first ballot guys. Look at the records. Look at the longevity that they've had in this league. Look what they've done for the league and how much the league calls them back because they're ambassadors of this great league and they have a great voice and a great message. Dwayne being a first ballot was a no-brainer. Yes. Well, they're going to get their jackets and Hall of Fame rings on August 11 in Uncasville, Connecticut. Then the next day, they will be at the actual Hall of Fame in Springfield and will give out their speeches and stuff. And Popovich said, quote, it's always embarrassing to think about, to tell you the truth. It's the product of serendipity more than anything. How much credit should I get for serendipity putting me here? Now, as we know, he's a very introspective guy. And in a way, you could say he's right. He got to coach Ginobili and Parker and Duncan, and they're all in the Hall of Fame. But I don't think Pat Riley thinks that. I don't think that um, um, Phil Jackson thinks that, that he got Michael Jordan, and then the next time around he got Kobe and Shaq. Yes, you need some serendipity. There's no doubt. But I always say you can... You can not fool people, but you can sort of impress people for six months to a year. But after that, the act will get old. You know, I remember I've, I've congratulated guys who've lasted more than a year in radio and they still think like, oh, I'm on the edge. I go, look, the, all of our jobs can end overnight. They could just we, I've seen that happen here. Just go dark. Right. Extra Sports 860 just went bankrupt one day. Be like, yep, that doesn't exist anymore. Seen format changes. But. 
if you, these guys who come on, these young guys, and they're like, oh, I go, look, you've lasted a whole year. Just getting in the building is hard enough. So, you know, it's to say, like Pat Riley was saying, these guys did it for so long, and they were so, I don't have a problem with any of them getting in the Hall of Fame. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. When we come back, we'll speak to Tom Clavin, best-selling author. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting 
is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Always great to welcome to the show Tom Clavin. You know, I'm a history nut and he is a New York Times bestselling author. And holding it up here to the Twitch cameras, I have his new hardback book entitled Follow Me to Hell, McNelly's Texas Rangers and the Rise of Frontier Justice. This is from St. Martin's Press. And uh, Tom, I've always found Texas to be such an interesting type of state because on the one hand, it's one of those places kind of like the Catalans or the Quebecois. They're they're part of America, but they kind of think they're their own country too. And it, it goes back to these days, doesn't it? Well, it does because for a while they were their own country. You know, when when the when they successfully seceded from Mexico and had the Texas Revolution in 1836, they were a separate republic for for nine years until absorbed by the United States. And there were a lot of people that weren't happy with the idea of becoming a state of the United States. They liked the idea of being a separate republic, and I think some of that attitude persists to this day. So, frontier justice, we always hear about in a legal action and, like, lever action on the uh, Winchester. How did the Rangers come together? Um, uh, Obviously, you needed some law and order, but how did that certain group come together? Well, they first came together. 2023 is the bicentennial of the Rangers because they they began in a very humble fashion. In in, in 1823, Stephen Austin put out a... Basically, he was begging for people to show up and volunteer to be rangers that would help protect the the border that they had at the time, which was very short, where the Anglo community was in southeast uh, Texas. But as the decades went on, uh, they got a little more organized. They, they, they were able to form companies, battalions, uh, do things like training, uh, get people that are actually interested in law enforcement and frontier justice as opposed to just wanting to get paid to, to, to shoot somebody to, to, they were told to shoot. And so by the time Leander McNally came along and, and um, in the 1870s, and he's really the main character of the book, the Texas Rangers were a real organization, and they became sort of like the Texas SWAT team. If, if the governor was having a big feud or a fight was going on in, in, in a county, he would send the Texas Rangers in. Uh, if there was an uprising of, uh, of, of uh, people who wanted to form another new republic inside of Texas, the governor would send McNelly's Rangers in. So a good part of the book is the adventures of McNelly's Rangers because they kept having different adventures in different parts of Texas. When you think about the Rangers, too, on the one hand, um, they were an autonomous group, but on the other hand, were they, I mean, it's not like they were at Paris Island having, like, Marine Corps or Special Forces training, but how were they so rough and ready? Did he just pick the... uh, the, the toughest guys, the best shots he had, or did they have some sort of formal training? Well, you know, there's there's a little bit of both. I mean, McNelly was a very charismatic uh, and, and respected leader, uh, captain. He'd, he'd had a, a, a good career in the Civil War. He was a state policeman after the Civil War. 
So by the time he was born to the Texas Rangers, the, the area had a lot of respect. And so people came to want to join his, his band, of company of Rangers, and he could say, I'll take you because I know you or because I, I, I've seen you shoot, I've seen you ride, you'll be helpful to us. Or he'd say, I'm not going to take you on because I just don't think you have the stuff. So, so there was a selection process. But, and also, once you got to be a, a, a ranger serving under Leander McNelly, you did have to be training. You did have to be constantly honing your skills and being ready. Because at a moment's notice, what, what in 1875 posed, you know, poses a moment's notice, uh, you had to sometimes saddle up and rush to uh, put out a fire someplace. Not literally put out a fire, but if a, if a killer like John Wesley Harden was on the loose and he was spotted in a certain part of Texas, you had to be there so that your horse would carry you. When you think about Leander McNelly, um, this guy, as you mentioned, was a Confederate in the in the uh, Civil War. Was it true that one time as a spy he dressed as a woman? You know, I couldn't find that. It's, it's interesting there's stories like that that go around because I remember when I was working on my book uh, called Wild Bill about Hickok, there was a story in there that Hickok dressed as a woman when he was behind enemy lines. So I think <laughs> I think there must have been somebody dressed as a woman behind enemy lines who kept kept you know identifying himself as different names. <laughs> so as the uh, governor of Texas organized this this Texas state police force and some inauspicious beginnings as well. How do they make sure when some of this stuff was really unchecked? Was it sort of like they were their own judge and jury and sometimes executioner? You know, early on in Texas Rangers history, that was certainly true. And, and even though my book is not a history of the Texas Rangers, I have to offer a good part a good part of that. And some of the you know legendary figures in Texas Rangers history, let's say pre-Civil War, like John Coffee Hayes and Sam Walker, and basically, if you were off on a mission and you're the captain of a ranger company, you are you can be captain, judge, and jury, and even executioner, because there you know the 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 bonds between the state capital and what was going on you know 300 miles away or 400 miles away were not very strong. But captains like Leander McNelly were a little bit more attuned to frontier justice. Did not mean did not mean being a vigilante. Uh, frontier justice meant that there was a law to enforce, and you did it as best as you could. Now, that didn't mean that that the everybody survived who was going through these experiences, but but the, as best as you could. The idea was to keep the peace, not to create more trouble. That's the other thing too. And I think about Texas that has because um, I, I I just think of my native California, like how many counties we have, and our counties are pretty mm-hmm. big. But there's over 250 counties <laughs> in Texas. Yes. I, don't, I don't even think the governor could name half of them. It's just, it's just too many. So when when Stephen F. Austin started, what, he had like ten guys, right? So how do you protect a border with ten guys? Uh, well, thankfully at that time the border was not it wasn't much of a border because they only had this this small pocket in southeast Texas was where the Anglo's had their farms and their ranches. Now, yes, into the eighteen twenties, into the eighteen thirties, eighteen forties, that so-called frontier border kept moving west and north and expanding and then it you know got to places where it included San Antonio and 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 uh you know Lubbock and some of these other places that spread across Texas. So the the population, the number of people necessary to to be deputized as Texas Rangers had to grow as the border did. Even so, even at their their maximum in the 1850s and 1860s and 1870s, there was a lot more border than there were Texas Rangers. 
when you a couple more questions here for Tom Clave in the new book, Follow Me to Hell. First of all, great title. Was that uh, <laughs> was that a quote from him? Yeah, McNelly, one time when they were about to invade Mexico, which is an important part of the book, uh, he got his men together and he said, you know, I, I, may, I may lead you into hell, but I'll get you back out if you follow me. So I sort of took, paraphrased that quote to say, follow me to hell, which is what... Yeah, they they all lined up behind him and said, "You you go, even if it's to hell, we'll follow you." So off off they went. And also, when you think about the Native Americans, the the Cherokee, the Comanche, sometimes they would help Santa Ana, so to speak. And there were battles with natives, true, right? Well, there were. I mean, there were there were individual ba- there were battles with individual tribes who, understandably, thought of of the Anglo expanding Anglo population in Texas as, as intruders as stealing their land, stealing their hunting ground. So there was that. And then also when there was increasing friction between the Texas and, and Mexican soldiers and armies and politicians, uh, a lot some Indian tribes volunteered to help out the Mexicans because they figured that, you know, it's like your enemy is my enemy kind of thing. And to some extent that, that you know, made for a very painful experience because once things settled down with the Mexicans, the Texans would turn, would say, we know what you did. We're going to get our revenge now against you guys. And then today, when uh, last question for you, um, the Rangers today, uh, what are they, uh, is it just kind of more of a celebrated thing, or, or are they still rough and ready? They're still rough and ready. Uh, you know, anybody could go on the, the Department of Public Safety for the state of Texas and, and find information about the Texas Rangers. They're, they're, in, they're still in, 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 involved, very heavily involved in border protection, uh, border control, border, you know, criminal matters. They're, they're a detective agency. They're called in when there's special events take, taking place that need to be investigated or enforced. And so they're, they're a, bit of a, a bit of a SWAT team. You know, the, the, they're sent where they're needed. And they, they, even, even today, they're using jets and helicopters and cars. They still have to be rough and ready, as if they had, you know, their sharps rifle and their horse right next, right in their barn. Great stuff from Tom Clavin, as usual. Tom has this new book, "Follow Me to Hell: McNelly's Texas Rangers and the Rise of Frontier Justice," and it's uh, available from St. Martin's Press. Tom, great stuff as uh, always. Congratulations on the book. Well, thank you. It's been good, good to talk to you. Thank you. You know, it's <laughs> it's funny. I'm such a sports head. When I got the email. It's like, uh, yeah, Tom Clavin wrote a book about the uh, the Texas Rangers in the 1800s, and I thought he was talking about the baseball team because I thought, well, they started baseball right around the Civil War. Maybe there was an old team at that time called the Texas Rangers. That is a history book, <laughs> which is fine. But um, just getting back to the, um, the Hall of Famers, as uh, we were talking about, and we were talking a little NBA. Uh, whether he's going to the Hall of Fame or not, uh, he probably won't. But uh, Andrew Wiggins is supposed to be back today. And personal reasons have kept Andrew Wiggins sidelined from the world champion Golden State Warriors since mid-February. He has missed 21 games. The last game he played was February 13th. And the Warriors right now, are fighting for playoff position, if not the playoffs whatsoever. And uh, Steve Kerr says he's been working out on his own. And you know, like the Warriors with a half-game cushion, over it's not even a cushion, half-game over the Lakers and the Pels with three games left to play. 
you don't have to stretch your imagination that far back to see the Warriors trying to make a little bit of a run. Now, right now, they would get the Kings in the first round. Something Draymond Green said, bring on. He said, nothing against the Kings. I just want to take a one-hour bus ride. And you think, well, that's true. Do you want to fly to <laughs> name another city or take a bus ride? Um, so they want to avoid Denver for obvious reasons. They're the top seed. They'd like to avoid Kevin Durant, their old friend, and the Suns. I mean, these you're going to have to go through these teams anyway. But they have a couple of games now, three games, to get Wiggins back up to uh, full speed. And for a team like the Warriors, uh, which could use some a good news, that is some good news. Because as I said, right now the Warriors are outside of the play-in game by a half a game over the Pels and the Lakers. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Pilot. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. 
With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. Wait! She must have meant 10 o'clock at night. Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. I wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Jeez Louise, what's that all about? All right, uh, as I was uh, talking about last week, there was this, I mean, it's just both sides dumbasses, if you'll allow me the term. Some fan at the A's game opening night against the Angels of the Coliseum in Oakland called Anthony Rendon the B-word. Anthony, he leans over. Right by the tunnel where they go up, Anthony Radon grabs the guy with his left hand, his shirt, pulls him down. He's like, yeah, you call me a B? Yeah, mother effer, yeah. And then the guy totally pussed out. Like, no, no, I didn't. And then Rendon, like, takes a swipe at him, and the guy pulls his head back, and he's like, everyone calm down. Well, and then the next day, Rendon's like, I have no comment. And then some one, one reporter actually said, can you admit you messed up? And he went, I have no comment. And so he got a five-game suspension, which has been reduced to a four-game suspension on an appeal. And uh, he began serving that suspension last night. And so, you know, John Baker used to talk about the three-foot wall of impunity or whatever. It's just like, you know, you literally can step over a three-foot wall and get after these guys, but you have to have a thick skin, uh, and you can't be a rabbit ears. You just can't. But you saw what happened when the guy grabs him by the shirt. But Radon, I mean, what has he played? 50 games in each of the last two seasons. He's just always hurt. He's 32 years old. He got a $245 million contract four years ago. Great all-star player in Washington. Three more years left, $120 million more dollars. Woo! Yeah, it's a lot of money, but... As much as that guy deserved to get grabbed, you can't grab the play the paying clientele. You just you can't put your hands on people as much as they might deserve it. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline.
USA News. I'm Richard Johnson. We're about two hours away from former President Donald Trump appearing in a Manhattan courtroom to hear what could be nearly three dozen felony charges against him. For hours, both supporters and haters of Trump have been making their feelings known right outside the building. I came down here to defend Trump and let everybody know that Trump is not a racist. We should stand up for Trump finally being held accountable. I've watched this man hurt a lot of women and completely attack our democracy. They're just going after him because he said he was going to run for president. It's solely to sabotage his campaign. Leading the protests for a very short time, Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Her appearance at a park next to the courthouse lasted for fewer than 10 minutes. Trump's court appearance is scheduled for 2.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Russia is promising to beef up its defenses now that its neighbor Finland has become the 31st member of NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Keeping neighbors from joining NATO was among the reasons Vladimir Putin launched Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Come July, Florida will become the 26th state to have a constitutional carry law, allowing you to carry a gun almost anywhere. Miami Police Chief Manny Morales says, remember that word, almost. There's a lot of places you cannot take it, you know, a bank, government building, uh, the police station, schools. Two big runoff elections around the USA today. Voters in Chicago will choose a new mayor among two men who eliminated the incumbent in the primary. And in Wisconsin, they're voting for a Supreme Court position that will keep the court conservative or possibly tip it to the left. For the first time in nearly two years, the number of available jobs in the USA has fallen below 10 million. The Labor Department's new report shows to some experts that the Federal Reserve's campaign to slow the labor market is having an effect. This is USA News. Nothing fights the winter blues like a delicious and satisfying meal. Luckily, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to start the year right and keep that warm and cozy feeling going all winter long. Right now is the perfect time to stock up and fill your freezer with flavor. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $30 off your order. Save on perfectly portioned favorites, easy meals, and so much more with Omaha Steaks Freezer Filler Sale. That's $30 off and Endless variety of gourmet choices from incredible steaks, premium chicken, delicious pork to seafood. There's something for everyone, and every bite is backed by their 100% money-back guarantee. Visit OmahaSteaks.com today. Enter TREAT at checkout to get $30 off your order. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. It's runoff day in Chicago to determine the city's new mayor. Paul Vallis, former CEO of the Chicago school system, is running for mayor against Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, a former teacher with the backing of the local teachers union. Johnson spoke yesterday while gathering last-minute voters. You can feel the energy all over the city. I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm encouraging everyone to get out and vote this race. Vallis has campaigned on fighting crime, while Johnson has made education the focus of his campaign. The candidates are essentially neck and neck as they vie to replace Mayor Lori Lightfoot, the first incumbent mayor to lose re-election in 40 years. I'm Skip Kelly. It's a give-and-take situation in California after a winter of record snowfall. This year's statewide snowpack will probably most likely be either the first or second biggest snowpack on record. That is Sean DeGuzman, who manages the Golden State Snow Surveys and Water Supply Forecasting Unit. He says the monstrous snow measurements good news for drought relief and for the state's drinking water supply. 
But reservoir managers and emergency response agencies all over California are bracing for widespread flooding as the spring snowmelt looms. Another case of swatting has police and school officials near Santa Barbara, California, busy. Someone called in a false report of an active shooter at a high school yesterday, prompting a lockdown in search of every room. Police promise to file charges if they catch whoever's responsible. I'm Rich Johnson, USA News. If you own a business with employees and have not received your COVID ERTC payroll refund of up to $26,000 per employee, you need to act fast as time is running out. ERTCfiling.com has helped thousands of businesses across the country receive over a half billion dollars in government funds. This is not a loan and you do not have to pay it back. ERTCfiling.com consultants will make the process fast and easy and at a fee of less than 2%. Let ERTCfiling.com show you the money. Go to ERTCfiling.com to see how you qualify. Fees are at fixed rates per quarter qualified 2% based on total rates. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. (laughs) It's kind of interesting, these... I had two people email me that want me to comment on Trump being arrested or indicted or whatever and surrendering to police. I'm not, I'm not really following that, but it's like, remember Al Capone when he finally got arrested and ended up at Eastern State Pen and Alcatraz and it was tax evasion. This guy literally tried to kill, get his people to kill the vice president and invade the Capitol building, and yet he's going under trial for paying a porn star hush money. It's like, <laughs> it's like we have to, the most obvious thing, well, it's not really his fault. I guess you can like incite a riot and not, not be on the hook for it, I guess. <clears throat> I know I tried to do that one time with, uh, with Bob Melvin, I wanted them to get into a fight with the Mariners, and he said no. Some Raider news. Guess who Jimmy Garoppolo's backup is going to be? That's right. He's 45 years old. Brian Hoyer. Woo! Josh McDaniels. He loves him some Brian Hoyer. 
And uh, last year, his stats, 37 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, He was the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns 10 years ago, and they won 10 games. They didn't go to the playoffs. But he is a consummate backup, and I tell you what, if I hear he's coming to the game, it's not like hearing that it's like Marquez Tuiasa Sopo or Mike Glennon or Rusty Hilger or one of these guys. But you're not going to be excited about it. So Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer are the Raiders quarterbacks. And uh, I'd much rather have them draw, draft an offensive lineman or a defensive player at this point. Don't don't draft a quarterback. You're paying this guy. Let's see what he can do. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. Dazzling decal on Daisy's Donuts window. Bold banner at Barry's Barbershop. Prominent poster at Penny's on Park Place. This is your sign. Well, signs. To try Staples and see the difference. Get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend 75 or more. From Staples. And I couldn't miss it. Ends 415. Visit staplesconnect.com slash printpig for details. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. This is J.D. Sharp. I've been developing a revolutionary sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com, and I'll reply personally with my plays. 
My NFL record this season was an industry best 72 and 33, and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome, he's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the program. It's 11-12, and uh, that's when we normally check in with one of our friends from Pro Wagering, ProWagering.com. We talk golf, we talk soccer, we've even talked cricket, we talk everything, NBA, NHL, NFL. Let's talk to J.D. Sharp, and uh, we'll get a little post-mortem on March Madness. As it turned out, J.D., it was kind of what we thought might happen, and that is UConn would win by at least 10, which they did at every stage. Um, even though San Diego State got to win five in the second half, that was maybe the only exciting moment of the whole game, which was mostly a snoozer, but how did you see it? Yeah, I mean, the game was a snoozer. <clears throat> the first half, San Diego State played really poorly. They turned it over nine times. They had an eight-minute scoring drought. Where they didn't score a point. They went into halftime down 36 to 24. UConn was shooting 58% from the field at that point. They weren't turning it over. They made a bunch of long threes. They made some, t- they made some tough shots. And I actually felt really good at that point. Uh, the second half line was like minus one, which considering the public perception, that's about right. Um, I, I thought, okay, Dutch was going to make some great halftime adjustments. Lamont Butler's going to have a good second half. Jaden Leday is going to show up a little bit. San Diego State has the depth. They've been late. They've, they've only lost one game by more than 10 points, and that was to Arizona. They lost 87-70 to at the beginning of the year, but they didn't have one of their top players in that game. <clears throat> but the second half was really, really strange for a number of different reasons. And you're not going to like what I have to say here, Rick, <clears throat> but – so San Diego State shoots 50%, 52% in the second half. UConn shoots 32% in the second half. UConn is up by 12. They end the game winning by 16. San Diego State doesn't turn it over much. UConn turns it over, I think, eight times in the second half. How does that take place? And I'll tell you how it takes place. It takes place from god-awful, inconsistent, one-sided officiating. UConn shot 25 free throws. 20 of those free throws were in the second half. If you actually watch the game, with about five or six minutes left when San Diego State was down by a couple possessions, like nine, they were called for three off-the-ball holding fouls. UConn was basically bailed out by, by the refs, in my opinion, at every single stretch in the second half after San Diego State. Because what San Diego State does, they're junkyard dogs. But in order to be junkyard dogs, you have to play your style of ball. And all year long, the defense that they played in that game, they have played against every opponent. But they have not been called for those fouls. So basically, UConn was afforded, in my opinion, a consistent number of ticky-tack fouls that stopped every single run that San Diego State had and allowed UConn, despite the fact that they didn't play well in the second half at all, to not just win the game, and cover the spread, but win it going away. So so I think that the first half, yeah, UConn outplayed them. Second half, San Diego State was literally victimized 
by extremely poor officiating and ticky-tack fouls because the way they play defense, it was almost impossible for them to play defense the way that game was called in the second half, Rick. All right, let me ask you this because there's now three scenarios. One is lame refs. The other one is refs who subconsciously give – it's just like umpires. They'll let Wade Boggs – you know, spit on a pitch, but if you're a rookie, it's a strike. So they're maybe leaning, right. leaning towards the bigger program. Or three, I mean, am I reading between the lines? Do you think the refs were on the take? You know, I don't, I don't know if, if they were on the take. I think the refs wanted to get very – and they did the same thing. In the, I don't know if you watched the women's basketball game, but they did the same thing in the Iowa-LSU game. They called – I think they called 16 fouls in the first quarter of that game. I think the refs – in these big games, they want to they want to make a difference, and they they want to they want to have some presence. And I think that it, in this particular game, just the way that the, the way that it happened in the second half, that the calls that were called on San Diego State and not called on UConn, particularly the off the ball fouls. I'm talking plays where San Diego State hits a couple of shots, they're down five, they're not they're not, they're down eight, and then they get called for for holding Jordan Hawkins coming out of a cut or something along those lines. And you put the 92 percent free throw shooter on the line. I mean. Is it possible they were on the take? It is because there was three $500,000 bets on San Diego State right before the game started. So um, I, I just I don't know what the actual scenario is. I think it's probably a combination of multiple things. But I, I watched the game really closely, and I think anyone else that, that, that listened that watched the game, you can see that when San Diego State was, was making their runs, was, was making up that deficit, these phantom whiff whistles or these ticky-tack whistles were just consistently blown. Now, hey, UConn still made some big shots, like the Jordan Hawkins three, the Calcaterra three. I mean, they, they did make some big shots. But without that, that barrage of free throws in the second half based on the tic-tac fouls, I still think UConn probably wins the game, but they're not winning by anywhere near even 10 points. Yeah, that Calcaterra guy, he's, he's from out here in the Bay Area. He was at the University of San Diego for four years, but he decided to go to grad school, and now he gets a ring out of it. Not too bad. All right. Um, when I was watching UConn play St. Mary's in the second round, I was very impressed with a guy named Adama Sanogo. We had no answer for him, and as it turned out, nobody in America did, because this is a guy who never even saw basketball until he was 12 years old in Mali. He was the most outstanding player in March Madness. Your thoughts on him dominating? I would say Tristan Newton was the most outstanding player, hmm. in, in my opinion. But yeah, Sanogo definitely dominated, but I mean, well, at least in that game, I think Tristan Newton was just a problem. And Andre Jackson, too. I'm, just, I'm, I'm really impressed with Andre Jackson. He's not – he can't shoot at all. People actually walk away from him. Like, they, they, they give him 20 feet to shoot. But he's a great passer. He's a, he's a really, really solid defender. But uh, I, I thought that San Diego State played Sonogo pretty, pretty well. But, again, it was just, it was just a matter of, of being consistently called for those ticky-tack fouls that put those, those guards that shoot 90% from the free-throw line on the line. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the – the most, the most outstanding player of the tournament. I mean, Sonogo did have, what did he have against Miami? I think he went like 10 of 13 from the field. He had like 24 points. I mean, yeah, he obviously he, he, he performed very well, but I think that the difference maker in the game last night was, was definitely Tristan Newton, who made a lot. He made, he made some long threes. He was almost every drive to the hoop. He, he would throw it up, it would go in, but then also uh, he probably shot, what, 10, 12 free throws, and I think he made 11 of them, or, uh, or at, least, at least 90% of them. All right, so and when you think about UConn and like Rudy Gay, Kemba Walker, Amika Okafor, Richard Hamilton, where do you put uh, Sonogo now with those guys? That's a that's a good question. Um, 
because he doesn't have that big. He didn't have that big name, right? Like Kemba Walker was was a huge name. Rudy Gay was a huge name. Uh, Ray Allen was 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 a huge name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say he's probably like the the fourth. I mean, he's probably he's probably the. I mean, as far as he, he plays a totally different position, right? He's he's six nine, two sixty. He can shoot threes. He's he's a decent passer. He's got really good hands. He finishes well. But I mean, the the the, the true dominant player. As far as the post last night, I thought I think Klingan. I think Klingan is almost impossible to stop. He's seven two. He's got a seven foot six wingspan. He runs the floor well. He's a he's a great shot blocker. They did get him in foul trouble early, but yeah, I would say that Sonogo probably 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 the, the, the very bottom of that list just just because he didn't have that huge reputation. Uh, he and the way that the way that he scored wasn't really uh, overly theatrical. It wasn't super exciting. It's he's just he's just very very fundamentally sound. He's a good enough athlete. He's broad. And he uh, he has he has the ability to kind of hit that three as well. So that 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 stretch element about him helps a lot. But yeah, I would say probably probably the bottom of that list. And then finally, UConn as far as repeating and San Diego State. I mean, it was almost miraculous that they got there. Uh, good job by Dutcher. But how you see these two programs moving forward? You know, it, it, this is crazy. Um, and this is one thing I'm going to focus on moving forward a lot. If you look at the final four teams, every single one of them, they each had three transfers at least that were significant contributors. Tristan Newton transfer, Calcaterra transfer, uh, Darian Darian Trammell, Micah Parrish, Jaden Leday. I mean, so I, I think that I, I really can't make a statement like that because, yeah, you can put UConn number one going into next year, but who's to say that uh, Naheem Aline or, some, or Jordan or not Jordan Hawkins, he's the lottery pick. But you know, one of those players, maybe Klingan, wants to wants to transfer somewhere else. I mean, I really, I think that at this point, there is a huge opportunity with futures, a huge opportunity, especially if you're a really close handicap. Because I looked at UConn all year long, and when I handicap a game, I look for specific things, and they ranked in the top two or three of those things all year long. And I didn't put any money on them for futures. I definitely shouldn't. They were fifty to one a couple of times. But with with these new transfers, especially experienced transfers who have scored a lot of points and done well for other schools. I mean, you, you really never know what's going to happen. So I, I think that to anyone that is <laughs> that is putting any futures wagers down right now on 2024 uh, is doing it unintelligently because once the transfer portal kicks in and these players start moving around, I mean, it's it's proven. For every single team had at least three contributors. Miami had them as well. They had North Shadow Mirror for Arkansas State. They had Nigel Pack, who they paid two million dollars through nil. So I mean, yeah, I think well, the FAU had a couple as well, but I mean, obviously they're not as high profile. But, but, yeah, I think right now, if you're making futures bets, uh, you're, you're probably just lighting your money on fire. You should at least wait until you see what the transporter looks like and, and who picks up what. There he is, J.D. Sharp, ProWagering, ProWagering.com for all your in-depth analysis, much beyond this interview. J.D., great stuff, man, as always. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling hey. us up. Appreciate you a lot. See you, Rick. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Byline. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? 
Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495 That's 800-788-1495 This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free prices. Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. I saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then. Well, that's something else there. Uh, Brian Bannon of JFA is going to join us here coming up in the next segment, so uh, feel free to get in and get heard whatever you want to talk about. 
when it comes to such things. I can't stop talking. Um, we have some <clears throat> baseball milestones that will be coming up this year and might be a time. Here's the thing, though. We saw this uh, happen with a guy uh, named Sergio Romo came to the mound in a preseason game against the A's and um, tipped his hat, and he got to the mound, and they said, ball two. And he said, what? They go, you've got two uh, pitch clock violations. I was like, ugh. And then they pulled him (laughs) after three guys got on. There was no reason to pull him in a game that was lost that didn't matter anyway. But the 3,000 strikeouts this year, two guys will probably hit that. And there's only been 19 pitchers to get there. Granke is 39 years old. Zach Granke of Kansas City. Yes, he's back now. 2,886. Clayton Kershaw, 2,816. The two active players on the list right now are Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. We'll get to more of that in a second. Let's go to the phone lines, though. Oakland, California. Chris, what's going on? Rick, i got to follow Justin Verlander uh, discussion. Man, that's... uh... He's like public enemy number one for Ace fans, man, in, in my opinion. Um, Can I tell you a quick Verlander have... story? Well, so my Verlander story is not a great one. but um, So I worked for a company that uh, sold lighting, and Justin Verlander actually bought one of our lights, and he needed some replacement parts. And, like, I was going to, well, <laughs> tell my business on the radio, I was going to throw, like, put a, you know, a bomb or so. I don't know. My, I'm Irish and Arabic, so I got a lot of um, blowing up stuff in my uh, cultural heritage. Louise. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna, yeah, but I didn't. So I wanted to. I thought about it. I guess you could be prosecuted for what they call the mens rea, the mental state of committing a crime. I would have done that, but anyway, it's my Justin Verlander. Um, do you, Do you want to hear a Justin Verlander story? Is it involving his wife? That's probably a better story than whatever I just said. Uh, I've had his wife on the show. Uh, not a great. Right, in- that's right. That you have. Yeah. Not a great interview. <laughs> Um, when the Tigers, <laughs> you're worried about the interview, but all right. Yeah, they, she gotcha. was not. She was not a great interview. Um, when I had, um, uh, when the Tigers at the Coliseum, I want to say 2012, they won their first ever Central title. Right. And I went into the visiting clubhouse. They had the champagne. Well, they're waiting on the champagne. They're waiting for Miggy Cabrera. He finally got there. And then they popped it. And they're smoking cigars, and I thought this place was going to go up like a tinderbox in there, but. I've got my camera out. I'm standing on the side taking some pictures, and Justin Verlander's wearing the goggles, and he walks over to me, and he's like, hey, quit taking pictures. <clears throat> and I just, and I went, Pfft. he goes, do you hear what I'm saying? Qu- quit taking pictures. And I kept, I didn't say anything, and he goes, who are you? And I took my credential, and I kind of put it on his nose. Good. And then he went over to his media guy, and he walks over, and he's like, he points at me, he goes, get this guy out of here. And the media guy sees my credential, and he goes, I, I can't. He goes, what do you mean you can't? He goes, I, I, he's, he's credentialed. He, he, I, I can't. I'm sorry. So for, for no reason at all, Verlander tried to get me thrown out, and it didn't work. Good. You, you, you beat the man and that did that, and your story is way better than my story. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, hey, so it's, you, know, uh, you know, national championship, we all wanted to say, I really liked um, – the gentleman was breaking down the uh, ref conspiracy theory. That's good stuff, man. I mean, you know, tuck rule, man, is my worst, uh, you know, ever um, 
but I'm not a Raider fan anymore. But Tuck Rule's my worst uh, time I ever saw the refs blow a call. Um, and he, and that guy still hasn't ever called a Raider game, right? He still hasn't refed a Raider game. Was it Walt Coleman is the guy? Or I, Walt Anderson? I, I don't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. All right, so I've been to four A's games of the – I guess th- or three A's games of the four they play, whatever. Uh-huh. I've only missed one. Not going to make it tonight, but I'll make it tomorrow. You know, again – which <laughs> we're not a good team, man. It's just it's just frustrating. And last night was exciting because they had some runs, but there's only two thousand people in the stands, and it just wasn't much of a game. But um, I don't know. I mean, we get you know today. I mean, the Indians are hot coming in. They took three or four from uh, Seattle. Um, I, this Connor Capel guy, I guess he's batting over three hundred, but he's you know he hasn't shown me anything so far. I mean, Luriano, I didn't think was going to have a good start, and he's done okay. He's had a couple home runs. And Seth Brown, you know, just kind of gets out there and hits one every once in a while. And that ninth inning yesterday is pretty exciting for, you know, game four of the season. But, um, you know, he, he, we, we should have, uh, you know, we, anyway, tie the game and then give up two in the tenth. So that was awesome. So it's, it's going to be a prolonged season, uh, frustrating. But, you know, it's our team and we're going to support him. So. I like Connor Capel. I liked him last year. He was great when we brought him over. I just don't understand Brent Rooker. Yeah, I, I didn't even, I, again, I, until I see him, or the Jace Peterson guy, or I, I don't know. Well, at least guys. I know Still. who Jace Peterson is. I have no idea who Brent Rooker is, except a guy who just hits into double plays. Right, right, right. Well, Connor, Connor had a big error in the, uh, I guess, eighth inning yesterday that kind of put in two. But again, this is, you know, game four of the 162-game of se- season, and we're going to lose 100 games, unfortunately. Yeah, this but is I, what we're going to do. I like, like Kotze. We're going to lose 25% of the games. This is it. Yeah. Just 25%? I'm sorry. We're going to win 25% of our game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish we But I like, I mean, do you like Kotze as a man? I like Kotze as a man. I think he's a good guy for the job. What, what do you think? I really like Mark Kotze. He, as I was talking about with Mark Mulder last year, there's absolutely no way you can judge him on if he's good or bad because right. he has zero talent. Right. But he's, he's, he's saying the right things. He looks like, and I had a chance to meet him a couple times, you know, previously, but so that means nothing. But just, I liked his personality, and, you know, he was on. The national uh, talk radio yesterday, you know, um, or t- national show that he had was on. He was on yesterday, and was just you know talking, you know, like he kind of talks, you know, he big, you know, Cal State Fullerton guy and SoCal guy, and 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 did a lot of you know stuff there. But played 17 seasons the majors. I didn't know he played that long, and he just like a you know Stephen Vote at some point probably will get a, a chance, you know, former uh, ace guy. Um, it seems like Mark Kotze, you know, has that demeanor. To be like you know a good personal guy, but kind of like Bob Melvin. Just uh, at the same time, he's got to you know put his foot in the guy's rear. Um, so it looks like he can do that as well. And it seems like the players respect him so far. I mean, it's a bunch of young kids. I guess you'd have to, but it seems like he's got the respect in the clubhouse. Obviously, we're not there, but I, I, I like what he's doing. I mean, obviously, our leadership, our ownership, is what everyone's upset about. And you know, it seems like the mayor of Oakland's coming around to Howard Terminal. So uh, we got the victory last week in the courts, um, affirming. Which is also horrible because the group that's fighting the Howard Terminal the most is the group that wants to keep the team in the Coliseum. So you have Oakland on Oakland infighting about the A's, which is you know it's not helping the national uh, vision. But anyway, we, so Howard Terminal is inching forward, and as my friend Rick Tittle says, you know, just another hoop they're going to jump through, and they're going to keep pushing the. the or, I'm, I'm messing up your quote, man, but you basically say it like that. They just keep putting another barrier, another hoop to jump through, and the finish line keeps getting farther. So. On that note, uh, Wiggins back tonight, yes? That's what I hear, yeah. Okay, we'll see what he is, and all the nasty rumors and stuff is BS, and who cares? I have not heard one rumor, by the way. (laughs) I literally haven't. I I have not heard one rumor. Good, 
that's good because the rumors I'm hearing are just you know salacious and nonsense. But and Draymond addressed that. It was pretty good. So anyway, we we need the last three. Um, you know, I, I don't want to play Phoenix first round, uh, or I guess it'd be first round, right? They're, they're, they're number four with Durant because you know Durant's got a big chip, and when that whole team plays. I think they're six and zero when their whole uh, the Suns all play together. So, or they're on you know, the new new pieces. So let's get them second round if we can. I don't, I don't know if we're going to get out of the first round. To be honest with you, Rick. But you know, we'll see. Hopefully, they can flip the switch, the proverbial switch, as everyone is saying. But they're not looking that great, especially on the road. So, all right, Chris, Rick, I'm taking more than you want. But thanks, man. As always, love the show. Thank, thanks for listening. Thanks for the call. Yeah, remember the Warriors lost back to back play-in games: Memphis and Lakers. So I wouldn't put it past them to choke in the first round. They're not that good this year. Come on back. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your 
your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. Stage dive from Jody Foster's Army JFA, and uh, you know me as a uh, OG punk fan. It's really cool to bring in Brian Brannon of JFA, the lead singer. He's been with them the whole time, and he's here to talk about something that's going to be going out called the Last Ride. It's coming out on June 9th, and uh, it's a collaboration with uh, one of the greatest punk photographers of all time. Ed Culver. Brian, welcome to the show, man. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you got going on here with Ed. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, Ed Culver was the man when it came to 1980s punk rock in uh, Southern California. His uh, photos were on the covers of everything from Bad Religion to Social Distortion to Black Flag, Circle Jerks, TSOL. This goes on and on, and he uh, he took some photos for uh, JFA albums as well. So, uh, you know, he one of the things that he was really known for was getting photos of people doing stage dives. On the first album by uh, L.A.'s Wasted Youth, he has this incredible photo of this dude doing a, a backflip. Looks like he's about 20 feet in the air above, uh, all, you know, the, the crowd. And he's got a wasted use sticker right on the back of his jeans. So it was like the perfect photo for that album. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just, we've been doing this long enough that, you know, when I do something, I want to do it right. I want to do, if we're going to do a video, like let's shoot for the moon on the thing. So we got a song called Stage Dive, and it's about, you know, the, the, all the various ways you can fling yourself off the stage. And then it ends with a true story about me when I did that. And the crowd parted like the Red Sea, is what we say. And I friggin' landed right on the back of my head, blood everywhere, passed out for about, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how long I passed out because I was out. Uh, but I woke up, paramedics were there, all this stuff. And uh, they're all, you want to go to the hospital? You, you got a concussion. I'm like, no. So... <laughs> So they told they told my friends because we were out of town. They said, "Hey, make sure you keep him up at night because if he if he wakes up, if he do, if he goes to sleep, he might not wake up." So they kept me up like for like five or six hours. Finally, fell asleep about seven in the morning. About seven fifteen, my cell phone rang because my wife has me on Google alert, so she knows when I'm skateboarding without a helmet. <laughs> so I can't do that no more because I've been I've used up every excuse in the book, you know. <laughs> so she saw this this every you know that this happened, and she's just all, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so 
you know, just waking up from anywhere. She loves me. But uh, that's that's basically the story of the song. And Ed is just amazing. He, he's actually going to have some books coming out. But, uh, yeah, he, I mean, the, the early 80s punk scene is not what punk is like today. I, it, was, the, it was dangerous. It was dangerous just walking down the street as a punk because we were not accepted in society. And the fact that you have grandmothers today, you know, walking around with black flag tattoos or whatever is, is mind blowing to, to a lot of us, you know, and, and stepping out into the, into the pit was dangerous. Um, it, it was a fist fight out there. You know, people had steel toe boots on, they had spikes and the way you danced, it wasn't just skipping around in a counterclockwise circle. You know, while the band played, it was, you know, hidden. You, you like if you look at the the Circle Jerks first album, they they had a drawing of a guy, and he's got his you know his, his fist forward, his yep. head down, and his uh, feet back. <laughs> you know, so for maximum offense and defense at the same time. But uh, yeah, so that that's kind of a tribute to that. It's funny you mentioned the Jerks because I remember. In San Francisco here at the Mabui Gardens, I think this was 86, I saw the Circle Jerks and a guy, same thing with you, he got on the stage, he dove and everybody was like, nope, and it was a hardwood floor and I could hear the bones just crunch and then he starts screaming at all of us and I'm like, dude, when you when you jump, there's no guarantee you're going to get caught. <laughs> but the other thing is you mentioned grandmas, I was at a black flag show coming out of the pandemic in Berkeley. And there were these young, like college girls that knew every word. And I'm in my fifties and I thought there's some new punk. So I said, how do you guys know the words? And they said, we had cool parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of cool parents out there. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to rebel when you have cool parents. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's still plenty too, but, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a whole different world out there and it's all good. You know, people ask me, you know, we skateboard a lot. We're a skateboarding band there. Mm -hmm. Did you like skateboarding better back in the old days or, or now? And, you know, my thing is, is I just try to be happy with where I'm at or whatever's going on. Cause there's not a, you know, you change what you can change. And then the rest is what you're you got to deal with. So, you know, back in the eighties, same thing with skateboarding, you know, um, everybody hated you. All the parks had closed down. Um, you either were a rich kid who had a ramp in your backyard or you were like us and you're just looking for empty swimming pools and hopping over fences and, you know, going to ditches and running from cops, cowboys, uh, you know, little old ladies living next door, whatever. Um, so back then, you know, skateboarding was pure. It's like punk. It was pure because you were going to, you know, you're taking your, I'm going to say your life in your own hands, but you know, you're, you're, risking some uh, some serious pushback from from all different uh quarters there and now everything's accepted and and you know punk bands are out there they're touring they're making good money and skateboarders are making good money you know they're throwing themselves off whatever you know they they probably deserve as much money as those uh cur olympic curlers you know what i mean <laughs> if not more so uh and and now we got uh we got skate parks everywhere you know so what you want to do? I like Brennan. Well, I skate parks. I like not running from cops, but I 
also liked, you know, back in the day when if you saw somebody who was a punker or a skater on the street, you knew that they were, you know, to the bone. You know, you knew they didn't go buy that ripped up shirt somewhere at a mall or something, you know, that mm-hmm. that it, it just wasn't cool, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which actually made it even cooler. So, I've got to talk to uh, Mike Palm a couple of times. I think I've seen Asian Orange three times since the pandemic hit up here in the Bay Area. And I think about living in darkness and there's no such thing, you know, uh, all those great songs that people would skate to. But is it really kind of valley of the aches that's kind of like the ultimate skate punk song in your mind you guys are arizona guys i mean is that for you is that the one? Oh no i don't like to listen to my own own stuff when i'm skating you get too uh you know too too caught up in my own head about it you know i'm <laughs> embarrassed if people put it on too, right. like when I'm skating yeah no i don't know that's a great question um, I like early Dead Kennedys. One of the, one of the first albums I ever got was uh, Live at the Death Club, mm-hmm. and there was uh, uh, just a couple Dead Kennedys songs on there, um, and some other San Francisco bands. But one of the songs on there was a, a live version of uh, Police Truck. Love it, and that's just a, yeah, that's just a great song. And that live version is really good. And what's funny is we did a cover of uh, Pipeline by the Chantays mm-hmm. on our uh, album after Valley of the Yakes. We just called Untitled as a big silhouette of us in a, in a huge desert pipe middle of nowhere, Arizona. Uh, and we call it Pipe Truck because mm-hmm. it's part Pipeline and part Police Truck from the Dead Kennedys. Our, our guitar player kind of melded them together. So um, that one, that, you know, either one, either Police Truck or pipe truck. If you're if you're going to make me choose one, so yeah. somehow that's just what comes to my mind right now. It's funny you say police truck because I saw DK last year, and East Bay Ray is standing out in front of the venue here in San Francisco. And normally I'm not that guy, but he was just standing there, and I was like, and I'm such a huge fan, and he's only like five years older than me, whatever. I'm just said, I go, hey Ray, can I get a selfie? And he went. Not now, and he ran away. <laughs> and I thought, am I that ugly? And I go, it's almost like a panic. But anyway, I tried to get a picture with East Bay Ray, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh man! Well, who knows? Maybe he was like focusing in on something. But hey, come up to me, man. I'm glad. To, you know, but I'll tell you what. Usually, my thing is is when I first get to a gig. You know, there's all I've got to make sure this is set up and that's set up and all that stuff. And people come up to me and say, just let me have a beer. As soon as I get a beer in my hand, I just have a little sip and relax a little bit. That's cool. So if you're the first first person to come up to me, you can give me a beer and I'll be cool. <laughs> you know, it's a couple of years ago, um, it was down, I think it was at the Doll Hut. Um, my friend has a band out of Orange County called uh, JFA, and he used the same script. Uh, sorry, JFL. Sorry, you're JFA. JFL. And he used the same script as JFA, and he didn't want to. And I think he opened, he was one of the bands that opened for you guys. And he, like, had to apologize. I don't know if he talked to you, but he's like, <laughs> it was a mistake. And, like, there's on the like, the flyer, it says JFL yeah. and JFA. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do. I do. And, you know, whatever, man. That's, that's cool as a tribute. I don't care. You know, it's, hey, somebody... You know, knows us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
said, oh, I'm cool. I'm cool with whatever, man. Do do your thing. Yeah. Back in the day, how many how much pushback did you get for uh, calling your band that? And I'm sure like a lot of Reaganites weren't too happy with the name of that band. Yeah, they already hated us already, <laughs> no matter what. So we didn't really really care about them. But it did, you know, a lot of people thought it was uh, was a cool name, and that just got people to listen to us too. You know, there's a there are some other great bands named uh, out there. You know, Vic Morrow's Head was a, was another band. <laughs> oh, I never you heard know, that one. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, why not? You wow. Know? Unless you're from Vic Morrow's family, it's funny. <laughs> wow. All right. So this book coming out, The Last Ride, June 9th, with Ed Culver. The the picture. Uh, is that you with your skull cracked open, bleeding on the floor? Yeah, that's me. And it, it some people think it looks fake because it's the it's a black and white photo with red blood. It was a color photo, um, but to go with Ed stuff, we uh, we tried to you know we made it black and white, but then you couldn't see the blood, so it's red. But yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. That was if you look, I'm kind of all clammy in it. You yeah. Know? I'm out. You have no idea where you are. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. We have been speaking with Brian Brannon, uh, one of the original members, still going strong with uh, JFA, Jody Foster's Army. Good to have you on the show, man, and you can tell I'm a fan, so we really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, too. And we got some shows coming up there in and around the Bay Area. So Hey, uh, let me know, man. I'll, I will definitely be there. Love it, love it. Hey, thank thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. All right, it's uh, it my pleasure. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on Sports Pilot. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Can I be real with you right now? I mean, like, really, really real? Yes. I just thought about going out there for the second half, and a little bit of pee came out. Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. Oh, you better get in line, girl. You might remember at the end of last season, Lamar Jackson didn't even travel with the Ravens for their last game against the Bengals, which was a playoff game. And Baltimore was very competitive with their last 24-17. I remember Rich Eisen tweeted out, any word why Lamar didn't travel with the team? And we knew he wouldn't play. He had a PCL injury. But they thought he'd travel with the team. And everyone's like, well, he's so done with them. That's what it is. Uh, Jackson has been sharing a lot of information on Twitter over the past month, including his secret trade request, and also why he didn't travel to Cincinnati. He said, after I traveled to the Pittsburgh game, my PCL got inflated. So a few of us discussed it, and I got the okay to stay so I could try in recover faster. So he stayed home so his knee would recover faster. And if it got big because he was on a plane, I, discovered, I, I understand it. But before the playoff game, J- Jackson did say, I want to give you an all an update as I'm in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain three. There's still information surrounding my knee. I wish I could be out there with the guys. So I don't understand the whole thing. Why didn't he travel? 
Well, because he didn't. I mean, why did Mark Davis send home Derek Carr? It's cold-blooded, man. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Titillating Sports. Yeah, man, I hope we don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.